Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to the podcast channel, I'm a Reiki master teacher. Uh, I'm also trained in shamanism and other forms of energy healing. And I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. Uh, the website again is sacredspacehealing.org. To support the podcast channel and keep it free, you can go over to the website, click on the homepage, and there's a donations button, and you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to. I'm an individual, I'm not trying to sell anyone anything, and I'm not affiliated to any organisation. So all your donations go back into creating more free content. They're actually also a really nice way to pay it forward. So one of the things that I've noticed about when you offer free content is this kind of, um, and it ties in with our topic today around money, is this um, veracity, this sort of hunger that develops in certain types of personalities and certain individuals, which is if something is free, they want more of the free thing that made them feel good. Um, and they don't really want to pay it forward. They don't want to give thanks um, through any kind of gesture. So um, it will be a, a sort of a demand of more free content or um, you know, more advice or more support or more healing without actually thinking there's a human being behind this and it's important that we honour the human being and we honour the work. And I think um, that's why I've got the donations to have there because it's there to say if this has worked for you, if this has helped you, then a really good thing that you can do energetically, karmically, um, for your soul, for the world, is to say thank you and to put your gratitude out there. And the reason it ties in with today's topic is because today I'm looking at money and that hunger that we have around money. Um, so this is recorded December 2020 and we are in really <laughs> intense times. And for a lot of people, finances are a massive consideration. It's interesting because right now what we're seeing is that people with money are really pretty much relatively unscathed by what's happening. If you've got tens of thousands in the bank and you know your mortgage is paid up or you live with your parents and you don't have to worry about rent and bills or you're a millionaire then none of this is really going to touch you you know you can get best private health care you can uh, buy the food that you need and want and so forth right it's not going to touch you and we can see that we can see that the big corporations with money are just making more and more money and it's the small businesses that are really struggling to, to um, navigate these times. And of course, individuals who don't have that, who don't have mummy and daddy who are going to take care of them or uh, a wealthy partner or huge amounts of savings in the bank are going through a really difficult time. Um, and what it's bringing out in people is this kind of hunger for money, this sort of greed for money and this grasping um, mentality. Not in everyone, because as I've said before, extreme situations show us who we are and a lot of people are being incredibly generous and um, doing stuff for free and giving things back to the community and really this is the direction we need to be going in like this is our learning from all of this is how can we learn to be in our hearts how can we learn not to be grasping how can we learn that there's more to life than money and how can we start to honor each other um, not just through cash but in other ways as well and do good in the world without thinking what do I get out of this but we're not there as a collective yet, and so lots of people are struggling. And so the grasping is creating, you know, people that um, are pushing for, uh, you know, pushing to get paid or pushing to get uh, to raise their prices, 
um, as well as people that just want to get something for nothing. So these are the kind of people that, and we've all done it, I've done it, we've all done it, who will trawl the internet looking for stuff that's free. And then once they found something that's free, like a free meditation or a free healing, they'll keep kind of feeding off that and expecting more and more without really having an exchange, putting anything back into the world, or even growing from that and investing in themselves. Um, similarly, you've got what's happening at the moment is a lot of people thinking, oh, it's great to work from home. Um, I get to be in the warm and I don't have to travel and I'm nice and safe. I can play with the dog. So let me find ways to work from home. And as I've said before in another podcast, a lot of people are thinking, oh, I'll be a healer. I'll do an online course on how to heal and then I'll start doing healings. And what can I say other than it takes decades to be a healer um, and it takes work, you know, it takes the inner work. So it's kind of worrying that some of that is happening. And then off the back of that is you know, people who want to do that going, oh, well, how can I do it? I need some career advice. I need some marketing advice. I need to get my social media up and running. Um, I need top tips from other people. And it's all just dizzying. I mean, for me, it's like completely the wrong way that you go into a vocation. I think it's insane. Um, but that's my personal opinion, and it counts for something and nothing. Um, and as I've said in countless other podcasts, I didn't go to some marketing course and think about, you know, what I what my demographics were. And I didn't, you know, go to some social media course, and I didn't go around asking healers, how can I become a career healer? I just did the thing that I loved, and people paid me what they thought my work was worth. And it has continued like that in a very um, traditional way. And I believe that that's the truth of any vocation. You know, and at the moment we're seeing within the arts, it's such a difficult time for performers, writers, producers, stage managers, uh, fight directors, like the whole gamut of what creates entertainment, musicians, dancers. And we're seeing a massive shift, and the shift has to be that we, we move away from career and how can I be better than, than that person, and emulation and competition. And we come together in community and we start collaborating and telling the stories that really mean something. And I think that is also crucially important in the healing world, that we're not competing with the other healer of, of social media, and we're not trying to copy someone's meditations or courses, but we're saying, how can we make the world a better place? How can I individually make the world a better place? And not everyone's journey is to be a healer. Um, I've said this in another podcast, you know, just because you've managed to, you, an individual, has managed to heal their own stuff, in some form or another, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, does not make them an expert for healing the world. But what it does mean is that once you bring yourself into alignment, you're better placed to put good out in the world. But that can be in any way. And I often say this to people, and I often get people who book in for um, a 50-minute consultation, and it's not that they want to do the work, because they've got resistance to that. They actually just want to find out from me, you know, what my top tips are, because they think I'm some guru sitting on a mountaintop that knows everything and has millions in the bank. So they, they run through all these questions. How did you do this? How did you do this? And it's so boring to be on the receiving end of that because I just want to help them come into alignment with their truth. And trying to emulate me is not going to be their truth. However, um, you know, the, the, the importance is that um, just because we've managed to, to, to heal ourselves in some way, doesn't mean that we're that's our gift for the world right healing is about what you put out in the world and you can put that out through being a healer 
but you can do it in other ways too, through your art, through your music, through your poetry, through your writing, through um, the way you treat your family, through the work that you do in the community, through your sport, um, gosh, through uh, like just a million and one different ways you can put your healing out in the world. And we've got so fixated on wanting to be these gurus because we think that it's easy money. Create a course and it will run itself, you know, do a workshop and you'll get loads of people. And all that's happening is, is a lot of white noise and the truth is getting more and more diluted. And I think this ties in with the topic of this podcast of money is that the reason people are pushing so much to be career healers and get on social media and do that workshop and marketing tips is because they want to make money from it. But if you don't want to make money from it, if you do it because you love it, you'll just do it and you'll evolve and you'll be creative and you'll take risks and you'll do something that no one else is doing because you don't have to prove anything and it doesn't have to succeed and you allow yourself to fail. Um, and in that, you find what your medicine is for the world, whether it's healing or, you know, dance or sport or something else. So, you know, when I went into, when I sort of fell into doing healings, it was because people were asking me for healings. And I started off doing a very traditional format that my Reiki master did, you know, 60-minute Reiki sessions. And I found that it wasn't enough for the people who came to me. So I brought in other stuff that I was training in and that worked for me and I kind of created something that seemed to work. And over time it evolved. Over time clients said to me, you should record these meditations or you know, you should do this, you should do that. And then eventually a lot of that changed into the programs that I offer now, the Core Wound Healing Program and the Life Purpose Program. But they took over 10 years for me to distill um, to distill how they would be created and how they would be delivered. And now they work, and I absolutely 100% believe in them, and the power of that work is phenomenal. But I didn't go to some marketing course, and I certainly didn't sit around thinking, well, if I offer this, I can make X amount um, at the end of the month. I trusted that the people that needed the work would come to me, but I didn't put all of my focus in it has to make me money. And I have worked with healers um, who focus on the money, and there is a huge percentage of, of, the, of the work that gets lost, like the, the integrity gets lost. So money is an energy, and I've talked about this in countless other podcasts. You know, we're obsessed with it, but money is an energy. And it will come and it will go and it will ebb and it will flow. And at the moment, it feels like it's just flowing, right, for a lot of people. But it will have its resurgence. And I think what we're being asked to do is to look at the energy of abundance in different ways, in that abundance isn't just about X amount in your bank account. You know, tomorrow the banks, I don't know, shut down or something and you couldn't access your money. What would you have abundance in? God forbid that that happened, but what would you have abundance in? You know, how is your life rich? Is it rich with the friends in your life or the experiences that you've had or your health or your creativity? You know, if you were to create a pie chart of your life, of abundance how would you measure that because I think at the moment everyone's a lot of people are just measuring it through you know pounds and pence dollars and, and cents and so on and that's not how we measure abundance I think yes money does make life a lot smoother if you've got the cash you just throw it at everything don't you if you're not well you go and get the best treatments if you 
um, have a family member who needs help, you just throw money at it. If you have friends who need help, you throw money at it. You can live in the most beautiful places and not be touched by the madness of the world. But that's not everyone's reality. Um, I think we've been fed this thing that it can be everyone's reality. Mm, it can be everyone's reality, but not at the detriment of others. So even when people are trying to you know, market their business and outdo the competition, that energy of competition, envy, jealousy, emulation, is not an energy that's coming from the heart. It's not an energy of love. We have to get to a place where the energy that we're putting out in the world and in our lives is one of love, connection, community, sharing of resources. And when we do that, we find out how rich we really are, how abundant we really are, how much opportunity is out there. But when we're grasping, when we're trying to get something um, for nothing, like, you know, trying to find freebies on the internet, or we're trying to kind of trick someone into giving us information that we think is going to help us or we're competing with someone on social media that's completely the wrong energy and it has to change and my feeling is that this this sort of turmoil in the world is going to continue until we wake up to that you know and lots of people are waking up to it and amazing things are happening in community around the world you know amazing shifts are happening but the longer we stay in polarity of them and us, you and me, me and my competition, how can I get, me, 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 it, this, this sort of turmoil is just going to continue. It will continue because it's, it's not heart-based, it's fear-based. And when we're in fear-based living, we are prime targets for darker forces to manipulate us. But we're also um, not operating uh, in accordance and alignment with our higher selves. You know, we're sort of working on a really low vibration. And we're taught, we're conditioned to believe that if we don't have X amount in our bank accounts or if we're not, you know, at a certain level of success, in inverted commas, that we've failed. And we haven't because, you know, being here on planet Earth is about a much richer experience than pounds and pence. Um, I think I've said in other podcasts, you know, one of the number one thing people say when they want to do the work but have resistance to it is they can't afford it. And I've never in my experience met anyone who couldn't afford it uh, when it came down to it. The bottom line is what they're saying is I don't want to invest in myself um, because this is more important, you know, because my new home is more important, my holiday is more important, um, whatever it is, right? Everyone's got their priorities. But the thing to say about that is when we do not prioritise our self-care, and our inner healing work, it doesn't matter what other stuff you're doing. The stuff that you haven't looked at is going to catch up with you. You know, people often, another thing I sort of see in healing journeys is that people get sort of distracted. It tends to happen to the masculine more than the feminine, but it happens to both, to be fair. Um, they get distracted, they fall in love, they meet a new partner, like something takes their attention and it's so consuming that now, you know, sitting down and doing your rituals or your journaling or whatever is like the most boring thing in the world they don't want to do that because they're feeling amazing but the bottom line is if you don't do the work if you don't heal your traumas if you don't look at past life stuff if you don't heal ancestral stuff it's going to catch up with you and it may not catch up with you today tomorrow next year maybe 10 20 30 years time it catches up with you and i promise you when it does catch up with you it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks so you're better off when the moments arise doing the work but again you know, coming back to the theme of money, people go into grasping mode. 
oh, I've only got X amount in my bank account. I can't pay for the healing or the meditation or the workshop or the course or whatever it is, right? But if that course, workshop, meditation, healing is in alignment, is, you know, divine, is here to bring you into greater power and greater alignment, do you not think that God's spirit universe will not bring you the money? Of course, you just have to ask. You have to trust that it will come, and I guarantee you it will come. Um, I've given an example before about an amazing client who I worked with a couple of years ago, and I'd worked with this person for a number of years, on and off, and we went from doing the call we'd work to the life purpose work. And when we were doing the life purpose work, you know, finances were an issue for this person, and so I created a payment plan, but the payment plan needed to be honoured, and we're sort of, you know, I think very early days, maybe one or two sessions in to the work, and they're worried. They're worried that they're not going to be able to pay me, and they're going to have to stop. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So we do an emergency call. We do one of the SOS calls that I do, that I offer as part of the program. And we're on this call, and I say, listen, you know how to do this. You know how to manifest, okay? So I'm going to give you a week, because I trust that you can do this, and that you are going to, that money's going to come in. But you need to put all your power, all your spiritual power now, to come out of I don't have victim mode into I command, I bring to me. And we said, look, and if it doesn't work out, we'll find another way. But I'll, I want you to do this as your bit of homework. Boom, within three days, I get an email. Money's come through, blah, blah, this, this, that happened. It's a miracle. I manifested it. And I said, of course you manifested it because you are that powerful. But if you sit with any of us sits with, I don't have it, the money's not going to come, I don't know what I'm going to do, I can't do the healing work, blah, blah, it's not going to come, right? And the rest of your life is going to be spent in that victim state. So if you think that this workshop course, whatever it is, whatever the thing is that you think is going to take you to the next level, is worth your, is, is the right thing, is God sent, is blessed, then God's spirit universe will bring you the money, the, the everything, everything will come into alignment, but you have to come into alignment. And I think what we often do is wait for everything else to come into alignment, wait for the money to come in, you know, wait for the job offers, but you have to come into alignment and then everything else in the physical world will follow suit. But when you're not in alignment, it's never going to happen or it'll happen in bits and then you'll regress again. So my invitation is that, you know, wherever you are with your finances, I mean, I hope that you're in an amazing place with your finances, but most people I speak to aren't. But wherever you are with your finances is to start to every day bring yourself into a state of appreciation and abundance. And that is so hard when we're scared and we're struggling. But as I've said in other podcasts, countless times, we can always find something to be appreciative of. And I tell you, hand on heart, I know how hard it can be when you're um, in pain, when it's physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, to, to go to gratitude right? You know, someone comes up to you and says, oh, you need to go to gratitude. And you're like, oh, fuck off. You go to gratitude. Do you know what I mean? But it works. So even if you find one thing every day that you can be grateful for, you can start to add to that. That, it's such a simple practice, but that starts to change your alignment to there is good in the world. There is abundance in the world. You know, there is, there is plenty in the world. All that's happened is a small percentage have just grasped it and everyone else has allowed that to happen and then everyone else has gone oh my god there's not enough I need to grasp as well but we have to let go of that grip and find a new way of creating a new way of being a new way of sharing our skills a new way of um of putting out in the world that isn't about grasping so even if it's you know 
you're grateful because the sun's out, or you're grateful because you had a really good meal, or you're grateful because there's food in your fridge, or you're grateful because you have a roof over your head, or you're grateful because, you know, you have a really good friend in your life, or you have a lovely pet, or you're grateful because you love your plants, like anything, find one thing that you can feel grateful for. And I promise you over time that will change and there will be more things that you're grateful for. We often don't see how much we have. And I think I've said this before in other podcasts on money. We don't see clearly when it comes to money. We get blinkered. You know, we just go, oh, I don't have, I don't have. Rather than what can I do to make this happen? And I, th- and I think if we want change in our lives, in the world, then we have to start asking that question. What can I do to make this happen? Um, Rather than grasping and going into fear. So, you know, this isn't a podcast on how you can make lots of money because that's really not the answer. If your mentality is fear and grasping, the money will slip through your fingers. You'll lose it. Or you'll be constantly on that hamster wheel doing more and more and more and more because you're a slave to this thing called money. There's nothing wrong with working really hard and getting out there and, you know, Um, sort of conquering the world if you're doing it because it makes you happy you know because it 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 feels like this is your mission but if you're doing it because you're constantly trying to make more money or you're competing with the next person that's not a great intention and it's all about intention I think it's tricky because you know the haves at the moment really have it and it and it and it is challenging to sort of see some people are just killing it right now. You know, they're just going from one opportunity to the next to the next. And it's hard to have faith in a higher power when you see that some people are doing so well and some people are losing everything. And there seems to be no justice to that. There's a lot of businesses that are having to close down and lots of individuals that are struggling and they don't deserve it. They're not bad people. You know, they haven't sold their souls. They don't deserve this. And it's happening. And, and, and it's sad. And my feeling is that the reason it's happening is because we as a collective have not done the work on our stuff. And when we don't do the work on our stuff, we're not in full power. And I've literally said this since I started the podcast channel. If we don't change who we are and heal our wounds, the world will descend into chaos and darkness will take over. And I still don't see enough people wanting to put the work in to heal their stuff. I still see people running away from it and not looking at it. And as someone who has faced, I can't tell you how many dark nights of the soul and has experienced some truly horrific trauma in my life, I know you've just got to look at it because it ain't going anywhere. And until you look at it, nothing in your life is going to change. And my bottom line is always, if I can do it, the next person can do it. And so my healing programs and everything that I offer is that. It's, this has helped me. It might help you. It might help you if you engage with the work, but if you don't engage with the work, it might not. Um, so my invitation is to start to change your perception around money in your life. You know, What does it mean to you? What's your relationship with it? If money was an individual you know, and you could see them, if you could like draw them, paint them, create them, what do they look like? What's, like, what's their dynamic like? Are they one of those friends that you know, only ever rings you when they want something, like a bill paying, and then you never hear from them again? Um, are they constantly asking you for stuff? Are they needy? Do you treat them well? Um, do you respect them? Do you honour them? Um, it's to, you know, I'll start to ask those questions. 
and then start to look at where you've made money a kind of convenient scapegoat, because we all have one, for why we haven't fulfilled our potential. So sometimes it's, oh, I haven't fulfilled my potential because of my ex, or my parents, or um, this thing that happened to me, or the way I look, or the colour of my skin, or whatever. And sometimes it's money. People go, oh, I couldn't, I can't do it because of money. And then that's their scapegoat. And as I've said, if you're in alignment, your needs will, will be met and a way won't be found. And one of the things I've realised is that sometimes there's opportunities in my life and I didn't take them because of money. You know, I was like, oh, I can't do it, I don't think I can afford it, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll look back six months, a year, two years later and go, hang on, I could have afforded it. I could have done this, this and this and it would have happened. Or why didn't I just ask for this? Or why didn't I just do that? And, you know, the answers to the why are unique to the individual. But there's always that answer. Um, there's always, always, always a way. And the fear of lack should never be what gets in the way of fulfilling the thing, the dream that we feel that we're here to live. Um, and grasping envy, competition, is never going to be the way forward. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Check it out. Check out the work that I do. See if it calls to you wherever you are on your journey. I wish you much love, peace and joy. Until the next time.